So I think we're going to go right into the Word tonight, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and receive the offering at the end. Can we do that? We're just going to want to go right into the Word. I'd like you to grab your Bibles tonight and go into Matthew 6, and I know that many of you are coming in and out, and so if you'll find your way to your seat, thank you so very much. Matthew chapter 6, while you're going there tonight, just several things that I just want to, really want to just set the stage for this message this evening. As we're stepping into the fast, you know, it's, it's our heart's desire and it's our priority at victory that we become a community that pursues the holiness of God. We want to be a community and a family that really pursues the holiness of God so that the fire of the Lord can rest on this house. That is our passion, that the fire of the Lord would truly rest on this house, that we would become an altar I need you to grab hold of this language so that you begin to pray it. You need to take some notes on this. Lord, that we would become an altar, that my life, that my life would become an altar for your glory and fire to rest. This is part of the vision of this church, but it, it has to happen. It has to be transferred individually and also corporately, that that becomes our cry. Amen? That we become the altar where the Lord can literally make this place a habitation of His presence. Years ago, a dear friend of mine, Tommy Tenney, he wrote a phenomenal book called The God Chasers. And in that book, he talked about moving from visitation to habitation. And it's so key. It truly is a revelation. It's a revelation that we don't just want a visit from the Lord, but yet we want His manifest presence resting tangibly amongst us and His glory increasing here. So begin to pray that. God, make us an altar. Make us an altar for Your glory and Your fire to rest. Amen? That we would be a holy habitation. The more that we become, see, the the more that the Lord teaches us this sacred art on how to minister unto Him, and the more tangible and the more heavy and the more thick His presence begins to sit and become a habitation on this altar, the more that we're going to see people walking into His presence and being transformed effortlessly. There will be an effortless flow of His glory that will hit them and bring change. What, took, what, what might have taken months or years or whatever can literally happen in a moment in the glory of God, in a moment, in a moment, in an encounter with the glory of God. Church, are you hearing what I'm saying? Where people walk in these doors or we're at whatever campus we're at, and they're walking in and being healed out of the very presence of God. They're being delivered. They're being set free from the torment and the snares of the enemy. Their minds are being unlocked from torment and abandonment and all of these snares of the enemy. This is what we desire. Amen. I'm in Matthew 6. Are you there tonight? Matthew 6. And I'm in verse number 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. And therefore, when you do your giving or your charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet 
before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. What's Jesus saying? He's saying don't live for the praises of men. Write it down in your heart. Don't live for the praises of men. See, because if, if, <laughs> if you don't live for the praises of men, you also will not die by men's criticisms. He says, you don't want to live for the glory of men. So when you give, don't do it in that way. He goes on, when you do your charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. We've talked about this text so many times, but I think this is so important tonight that we see it again. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. He came to reveal the Father, a perfect Father, a loving, good Father. And what I love about our Father's nature is that He desires to reward us. You can go ahead and smile about that or just turn and smile at somebody about it. I mean, the Lord wants to reward you, Jeff Highfield. He loves Jeff. He celebrates Jeff. He loves to celebrate his sons. He loves to celebrate his daughters. <laughs> Y'all are still kind of in the cake throne zone from worship. I can feel it. When you pray, you're not going to be like the hypocrites. For they, they love standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets that they'll be seen by men. Jesus is really getting at something, isn't he? It's just dead religion. It's what he's getting at. It's getting at dead religion. Just the phoniness and the, the fakeness of religion, Right? Don't go out there and stand on the streets that you may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think they're going to be heard by their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. And in this matter, pray, our Father, holy, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Come on, are you with me right here? And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men. Oh, here we go. It's getting deep. This is where Jesus swims to the deep end of the pool and says, keep following me. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Man, that's strong. That's strong. That's Jesus. Has Jesus challenged you lately? Is he still stretching you? We won't, we won't compare stretch marks tonight. <laughs> He's still stretching us, isn't he? He's still going to get, yes, yes, yes. He's still going to get what he wants. How about that? Moreover, when you fast. Now, I love this. You've heard me say it before. Notice what Jesus is really getting at. He's saying when you give. When you pray, now he says, when you fast. He didn't say, if you give. He didn't say, if you pray. He didn't say, if you fast. He said, when. When you do. 
right? So we know that fasting is not, fasting's not an event. It's like, it's like saying revival's an event. Revival's not an event. Revival is a lifestyle. Prayer is a lifestyle. It's a radical lifestyle of obedience. It's a lifestyle of worship unto the Lord to live in fasting. I'm not saying that you have, you've got to fast every day this year. <laughs> I'm saying ask the Lord when he would have you, he would have you fast. Moreover, when you fast, I'm in verse 16 again. Don't be like the hypocrites with a, a sad countenance. <laughs> they disfigure their faces and they appear to men to be fasting. Oh, woe is me. As surely I say to you, they have their reward. Jesus is cutting right to it again. They have their reward. Is that the rain? Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, go ahead and give praise to the Lord. There's just praise coming because of rain tonight. <laughs> Wave at me. Do we still have internet? Okay, those of you online, you need to know, when we have storms here, sometimes it's, you know, so we're just going to believe that we're going to be with you all night. How about that? Just join your faith with me that we'll stay online all night. When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. That's pretty good advice. Anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But your Father who sees in the secret place, He'll see you in the secret, and He'll reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Isn't that awesome? Again, I want to make this point. This is, this is such a good point because everything that Jesus desired to do was take us to the very nature and the character of our Father. He wanted us to see the Father. He even said, if, he said to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Isn't that amazing? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What a prayer. What a prayer that that must be in our spirit, that, that others, when, when they see us, that they would see the Father. The greatest compliment of our lives should be that people literally see Jesus in us. I want people to see Jesus in me. I want them to get past Brian. Amen? I want them to get past the flesh, past the hair, past the, what, the whatever it is. I want them to get past that and begin to look and see the Lord. That they hear the Lord through our lives that they feel the Lord through our touch, that they hear the Lord flowing out of our lips, words of life, words of power, words of prophetic instruction. Hallelujah. A touch of healing. Woo! Feel the Lord. Feel the Lord. There's this three-chord strand. When you pray, when you give, when you fast, three-chord strand. We're moving into another week, another week. This is our second fast for the year, and I love this. When we've got two more fasts coming this year, and no one said praise the Lord, and the silence of the lambs has hit the church. <laughs> Consecration. And this is what we felt to dedicate ourselves to. It's, you know, something Victoria, I know my daughter slipped out um, tonight. She's probably helping with some of the kid things, but... Um, I remember something that, that Victoria said many months ago, and as we were talking about the church 
And she said, you know, Dad, we're, we're not trying to build fast. We're not trying to get big fast. We're not trying to even grow fast or be big or whatever. We're trying to grow pure. And I love that. I, I heard the Lord. I heard the Lord just right out of Victoria's lips. We're not trying to build fast. We're not trying to build big. Build big. We're trying to build pure. I heard the Lord. And what we're doing is we're setting this week aside to consecrate ourselves. We're humbling ourselves before the Lord. We're, we're uncluttering our lives. We're disconnecting from the news. And you're going to stop emailing me and texting me all through the night with news. Hallelujah. I love you, church. <laughs> we're going to disconnect. We're going to disengage. Amen. We're going we're gonna to lose, you know, social media. We're going to be with the Lord. We're going to be with the Lord. We're going to set time aside. If you can be with us every night, tomorrow night we begin. Tomorrow night we begin our time of prayer, 6 o'clock to 8.30. You want to mark your schedule. And it will be hitting you on the app each day. 6 o'clock to 8.30, we will be here praying. And what are we doing? We're coming to minister unto the Lord. We're coming to be together. Our last fast was so powerful. There was so much personal breakthrough. There will be more breakthrough in this fast. Hallelujah. The Lord of our breakthrough, Jehovah Sabaoth. Come on. The Lord of hosts. The one that is breaking forth before us, leading us out of all containment and confinement. Hallelujah. This is a time where we gather. We get together. You just get here. You don't have to wear church clothes. Come in your sweats. Come in your flip-flops. However you need to get here, just come. Bring your Bible. Get, be comfortable. Get in the carpet. Get in the floor. Be with one another. We're going to be receiving communion. We're going to be praying over one another. We're going to be speaking over one another. We're going to be breaking open the word with one another. It's going to be powerful. Consecration is what? Consecration is giving yourself unto the Lord. So that we make sure that we're living a life of devotion. <laughs> that was different. That was like a whistle. It's a life of devotion. It's a, it's a life of obedience. It's obedient worship unto God. This is important what, what we're going after and what we're speaking about today because it really even runs cross-culture to what most churches are doing. I won't go deep into that. <laughs> Okay. Romans 12. Romans 12. I'm reading out of the New King James tonight. And I exhort you, therefore, brothers, and I'm going to go ahead and say, and sisters. Do I have some sisters out here tonight? I'm going to exhort you, brothers and sisters, through the compassions of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's what you do when you fast. When you fast, you are presenting your body before the Lord, a living sacrifice, holy, well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. Look at that. It's reasonable. This isn't lofty, right? This is just reasonable. Paul writes, this is just, this is reasonable. This isn't way out there. This isn't, this isn't radical Christianity. 
Victory's not radical Christianity. It's just reasonable. That's what he says. Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that's what all of us are seeking in this urgent, critical, crucial hour. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to hear the Lord's voice like never before every day of our life. The Word of the Lord is our food. The Word of the Lord is our bread. Come on, church. The Word of the Lord is our fresh bread that we live by. We live by every word that proceeds out of His mouth. Romans 12 again, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. Beloved friends, what should our proper response to God's marvelous mercies be? To surrender ourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifice, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. Can I get an amen tonight? Come on, can I get an amen? Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will so that you live a beautiful life. And that's what we all desire, isn't it? To live a beautiful life with one another and before our King. Satisfying and perfect in His eyes. I love this. And though consecration is not a very popular word in the church right now, and though it's not really a focus in most churches of the modern age or the modern era, this is who God is calling us to be. And fasting is really the, man, that rain just sounds so good. I want to walk out at it and come back soaked. Saturation. Fasting is, is really God's method that He uses to purify His bride. When we sing about this Maranatha cry that's growing like a fire in this church, we know the Lord's return is near. We know He's coming. We see the signs of, of this age. Everything is changing. I'm sure all of you have seen this, that, that nothing is, uh, uh, it's the shirt I saw the other day, normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. How many of you seen that? <laughs> I saw that the other day, I thought, oh, I, I'd love to have that with a victory logo on it. <laughs> of course, of course. Normal's not coming back, but Jesus is, and I love that. But, but what is happening is this Maranatha cry. And what is the Maranatha cry? It's come, Lord Jesus. It's come, Lord Jesus. But fasting, fasting is another method that works in our body, in our souls, in our spirit that prepares us and cleans us as the bride of Christ and gets us ready so that we are blameless before the Lord at His coming. That's what we long for. We long to hear these words, well done, good and faithful servants. That's what we live for. 
It's what fasting is. God uses the method of fasting to cleanse us. And we should desire to be clean. We should desire to be holy. Jesus said this, John 14, verse 15. Put it in your notes tonight. If you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. I've said already, consecration is the act of being set apart. Set apart. Now, when I, when I say worship, lots of people think songs and praise. But when God thinks worship, He means obedience. Right? And that's how we have to change our way of thinking. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the word repent, part, part of the word of, re, of repent or repentance, it means literally change your way of thinking. And this is what I submit to you tonight, that we've got to repent in changing the way that we think when it, when it concerns a lifestyle of worship. And it, does, it doesn't just mean that you sing good songs and you've got all the right songs going in your house and I've got all the songs going in the Gibbs house too, in Casa Gibbs, and yes, we worship and we flow in worship, but really when it comes down to it, Jesus is actually looking past all of the exterior things into our heart. And really what it comes down to is worship can be measured in our obedience. How do I know that? Jesus said it. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. You can't say, we, we can't say that we love God, then we don't obey his commands. Right? Okay, well, I got two amens, but I'm still preaching it. I'm still going to bring it. Here's a cry for consecration. Here's a cry from King David, Psalm 24. Psalm 24, if you go there in the text tonight, and I'm going to begin in verse 3. David cried out like this. He said, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Wow. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive Blessing, or I'm going to use the word that Jesus said. He said, you shall receive reward. When you go into the secret place, my Father, my Father who sees you in secret as you are praying, as you are giving, as you are fasting, He will reward you. He will pour out blessing on you. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of salvation. You hear David's cry. I love this. God, I want to live in your presence, but God, I know that my heart needs to be clean. My hands need to be clean. We want to live a life, guys, where our conscience does not condemn us. And fasting, again, is God's method of cleansing. Fasting is God's method of sanctifying us unto himself. Fasting is God's method of setting us apart and making us holy so that we get away from the cravings or the mixture of the things of this earth. That we really recognize that the things of this earth can never satisfy us. I wrote this song. It's called, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. So I'm just kidding. I'm not going to sing that tonight. And it's going to be okay. We're going to go back to the Bible. The Lord wants us to know, I can satisfy you. The Lord can satisfy us. 
Nothing in this world can satisfy us. We used to sing the old hymn, and the things of this earth, they shall grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of this earth, they will grow strangely dim. And that's the method of fasting. It's cutting away. It's literally a circumcision of the heart. So God can cut away our lusts for the things of this world. So God can set us free from worshiping the same heroes that the, worsh- the, the world worships. That we're not worshiping Hollywood. Come on, church. Come on, church. I think we need a massive circumcision from Disney right now. It's being exposed, it's being judged, and praise God that it is. Praise God it's coming out. (laughs) You guys are awesome. I just looked across this church and went, wow, you're just thundering. And I'll I'll tell you what, I want to thank every one of you that took time to write me about the torch this week. People all over the country, all over the country wrote me this week about the torch on speaking out concerning what's happening for saving our kids. And to God be the glory. Come on, to God be the glory. We want to be men that have clean hands and pure hearts. We don't want any level of hypocrisy in our lives. We want to live clean. And this is, this is the royal path of life. This is, this is real Christianity. And it's not even radical. What, what Paul said, this is your reasonable act of worship. This is not radical Christianity. This is reasonable. Fasting is just part of the sacred life of the believer. And it's not a duty. Fasting is not a duty. Fasting is a delight. I've said it to you before, guys, and I'm telling you, it continues to become a greater revelation on the inside of me. Fasting is becoming my love language unto the Lord. It's like, it's like quality time spent, right? Or gifts. Five, five love languages. You know what I'm talking about, Gary Chapman? Yeah. It's time well spent. Fasting is time well spent with the Lord. When we get together, we meet up all through these nights this week, it's time well spent. Time that we have set apart and said, God, I'm setting myself apart unto you. I'm consecrating all of 2022 unto you so that I may become or grow in the likeness of Jesus. I want to be more like the Lord. I want to be more like him. I want my wife to see Jesus in me. I want my children to see Jesus in me. I want, I want the friends that I love, that I get the privilege to lead, to see Jesus in me. And I want to see him in you. We want to have clean hands, pure hearts. If I'm a consecrated man or you're a consecrated woman, it literally means you're making a conscious decision. A willing decision to dedicate your soul and your heart and your mind unto the Lord. Your body. To sanctify your body unto the Lord. Remember when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And then the the second commandment is much like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
guys, I want to tell you this. It's not hard. And, and what I'm about to say, it, it, it's very basic, but it's very revelatory. If you are loving the Lord your God with all of your heart and you're loving one another, you are fulfilling God's will for your life. You don't have to be caught in the rat race of all of this stuff, of just all of the emotional stuff of, uh, of the call of God on your life. No, I'm telling you, if you will devote yourself to loving God with everything that you are and loving those around you, you'll fulfill the greatest call and mission on your life. You're fulfilling God's dream on your life. We're doing it right now. We're doing it right now. This night, we're fulfilling God's will for our life. This night as we were worshiping, as the team was leading us, we were fulfilling God's will for our lives. We're doing it. We're not trying to get there. We've already entered into it. And we're loving one another. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's awesome. We've talked about it before. There's, there's a problem. And the problem that we see in this time and this age in the church is the place of mixture. There's a lot of mixture. And there's, there's a lot of cleansing that the Lord is doing in the body of Christ. I'm going to speak to this in a couple of weeks from now. But I, I had a very unique thing happen to me this week. Stunned me. Totally stunned me. Had the Lord bring an assignment on me to go over and spend some time with another ministry in another region of here in Florida. That has experienced some very treacherous, treacherous things of the enemy. And I'm going to speak to that in the next couple of weeks concerning sexual sins in the church. Please make plans to be here that week, would you? It's like, it's like everybody just stopped breathing in here. But truly, guys, this is part of it. This is part of it. We have to be different from the world. We want to live clean. We want our sexual life to be clean and lined up with the word of the Lord. He's examining his church. I'm telling you, I, I'm saying that in the fear of the Lord. He's examining his church. And I'm going to speak to that in a couple weeks. And I'm going to share very candidly some things I feel the Lord desires me to do. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 tonight. Paul addresses this, this thing with mixture. And tonight I'm talking about the mixture in the church, but also I'm really correlating this to fasting. Because again, fasting is the method that God uses to wash us and sanctify us and cleanse us. And it also separates us from the world. Again, it's like a circumcision of the heart. It's like a circumcision of the mind. Can I use that word circumcision tonight? All the guys are not getting nervous. Y'all all right? You're going to be okay, dear friend. You're going to be all right. But really, it's a biblical term. It really is. It's a circumcision. It's a cutting away of the heart. It's the cutting away of the things of the flesh of the heart. And so Paul, Paul begins to, he's writing this letter to the, the church in Corinth. And he's saying something so fundamental. But he's getting to a core value of something. 
And he's just making a distinction that we have to identify. And it's so simple that sometimes we just hurdle over it far too quickly. But we've got to realize there's such revelation. He starts in verse 14. He says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And everyone right there can say none. And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Satan or Belial? Well, there it is again. Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Wow. And God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 17, therefore come out from among them or come out from the world and be separate, says the Lord. See that? Be separate. Say that somebody in here. Be separate. It means come apart. Be separate unto the Lord. Do not touch what is clean and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now before we read on, this is the call. And again, fasting is the method that the Holy Spirit uses to ignite holy passions within us. God begins to ignite dreams. He begins to ignite revelations. He begins to ignite vision. He begins to illuminate our path through fasting. But as he's doing that, those things, he's also cutting away and he's also identifying things that could be dangerous in our path that are the things of the world. And he'll say, son, let go of that. Let go of that. You don't need that. That's not going to bear any fruit. Jesus said, it's, it's not hard to really understand about the DNA or the nature of a tree. All you have to do is look at its fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. It's not rocket science. Right? He says, come out from among them. I believe this is something that the Holy Spirit is really highlighting to the church in this hour. We must come out from the world. We must stop worshiping the things of the world. We must stop worshiping the heroes, the people, the idols that they put on these, these platforms. I'm telling you, we've got to renounce it. We've got to divorce it. We've got to break our allegiance to it and say, the Lord is my Lord. I will not touch what is unclean. I will not set anything before me that would grieve the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is highlighting this because He loves His bride and He wants His bride blameless for the Maranatha cry to be able to come purely up out of us and say, oh, come Lord Jesus. Talk amongst yourself. I need some coffee. Man, I feel the fire of the Lord up here. Woo, it's feeling good. It's feeling good. Guys, I, I'm not going to act like I know all the dimensions that God wants to take this family to, but I'm telling you, He's taken us to a land 
a land that we can kick off of our shoes. And he's going to say, you guys are walking on holy ground. It's going to be so sacred, so pure. And Victoria's back in the room, so I'm going to say it again. She's the one who said, Dad, it, it, our, it's, not our, it's not our goal to build big or, or, or to, to, I forget what you said, but to build pure. We don't want to be big. We want to grow pure. I'm blowing it. I said it better when you were out of the room, but I, I gave you credit. She's fist bumping me in the air. What's that? Yeah, we don't want to grow fast. We don't want to grow big. We want to grow pure. Hallelujah. I'm quoting Victoria Gibbs. There's your Twitter for the night. <laughs> quoting Victoria Gibbs. Now, let's look at the next verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. In verse 1, look at, look at the next words that Paul says. This is so mighty. He says, therefore, having these promises, beloved. Now, what promise is it? Here's the promise. God says, if you will come out from the world, you will be my sons and my daughters. There's the promise. You see it? If you'll not touch what is unclean, if you will make sure you're set apart, and you will keep yourself holy unto the Lord. You will guard your life. You'll guard your spirit. He said, the promise is, I'll be a father to you. You will be my sons and daughters. And since you have this promise, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Guys, that's... That's the definition of consecration. That's really what it is. And guys, again, fasting is that method that God uses to thoroughly clean us. Thoroughly clean us. Therefore, since we have this promise, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I want to say this tonight, guys. Here's my tweet tonight. I'm kidding. Holiness is not old-fashioned. Holiness is not, not old-fashioned. There's been a lot of mixture in the church where we, we have seen a lot of people, even in notable churches of influence, notable ministries of influence, allowing sexual sins, alcohol, Drunkenness. Can I just knock on the door? Guys, I, I, I want to tell you plainly, and you can write me or be offended, but I'm going to tell you, believers don't need alcohol. <laughs> believers don't need alcohol. I cannot stand up in the pulpit and tell you not to drink. You know why? Because that's not in the Bible. Right? But I want you to hear me. Listen to what Paul said. He said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled in excess with the Spirit of God. He's saying, don't get drunk with wine, but get drunk in the Spirit. Get inebriated in the Spirit of God. I can't get up here and say that you can't drink. I can tell you to the, by the authority of the Word of God, don't you dare be getting drunk. Don't blow your testimony. Don't harm others. 
Don't harm, don't harm your family. Don't harm the culture of your kids or your life by allowing yourself to go there. I'm telling you, church, church, I love you. I love you as a pastor, as a shepherd in the house. I love you. Don't blow your life. Don't blow your testimony. And I'm telling you, alcohol is reeking through the body of Christ. And it's opening up doors of sexual perversion. Many of you, I could throw this microphone out here, and many of you have been set free from alcohol abuse. You have been mightily set free. And I know, I know some of the mighty testimonies sitting in this room right now. And you could stand up here and tell about the power of the Holy Ghost that set you free. You do not want to go back to that bowl and chain again. You don't want to give the devil any place. You don't give place to the devil. You don't want to give place to the devil. And I'm saying this because I love you. And I mean it. I mean it. A cry for holiness. Man, that's awesome. I, 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 I love when I hear it coming out of our family, out of our body. People saying, I'm crying out for the holiness of God. I want to walk clean before the Lord. There's, there's those that have recently come to the Lord in this room that, that came privately just saying, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to please God. I want to honor God. I want to get my life in order. I want to get my life in a, alignment. I'm telling you, I love it. It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And guys, listen, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is really good for all of us. We need the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He'll keep you walking straight. Amen? And I'm telling you, fasting opens the door for the Holy Spirit to say, walk this way. Walk in alignment with me. Walk in rhythm with me. Walk in synchronized step with me. Hallelujah. I'd ask you to write this down tonight or just go back to the message, but I want you to begin to pray this way, and maybe you do already, but you would say, Lord, I, I want to live in such a way that nothing I do grieves you. The way that I think, the, way, the things I think upon, I don't want them to ever grieve you. You know, we can literally please the Lord with our imagination. We can literally give the Lord joy by the things that we set our mind upon. He says, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on heavenly things. We can literally begin to please the Lord by the way that we think, the things that we dream about. The, just just the, the meditation of our mind and our heart every day, just sitting them there. I dream a lot. I think a lot about God breaking out in our region and what it's going to look like. I really do. I think about it a lot. And I think it, I think it pleases the Lord. I, I know he's always like just. He's always breathing his breath on me. And he's stirring up my, imagine, my anointed imagination. And my dream world. And my vision world. To begin to see this region. 
driving around that stadium over there again. I just, I just see it packed and filled. I see bodies all over the field. I see cars everywhere. I see, I see Robarts Arena, the fields just full of people and just masses, swarms of people being baptized in the Holy Spirit, people being saved everywhere. It's just easy. It's easy. The power of the gospel going forth and just setting people free from captivity. I think about it all the time. You can please the Lord by the way you dream and the way that you think. We want to say, God, we want to please you by the way that we walk, that I would walk worthy. I mean, this is the whole teaching of the book of Ephesians. Walk in love, walk in purity, right? Walk worthy of your high calling. All of these things. Walk circumspectively. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy 4, go there please. I love this, and I love these letters to his spiritual son. Paul writes, and he not only wrote this to a spiritual son, but he wrote it for all generations and for all times. He says, let no one despise your youth. I want you young people to hear me tonight. Hear the Spirit of God. Let no one despise your youth. Zach, let no one despise your youth. Henry, let no one despise your youth, Mr. Drummer Man. Let no one. You're like, I'm only a couple of years younger than you, Gibby. <laughs> but be an example. Notice what he's saying. Be an example. What's he saying? Rise up and shine. Your example is how you behave. Your example is how you think. See, if, if you're going to be an example, it means that you're going to live like a leader. So Paul's saying, I'm talking to you like a leader. Timothy, Timothy, you set the example. You set the example in the word, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. There it is. There's the example of the consecrated life. You set the bar. I'm talking to you younger people tonight. Set the example and don't be afraid of it. God has anointed you for it. He's anointed you for it. Rise up and shine. Take hold of the mantle that God has given you. Walk in your God-given authority. And then what? Manifest this in conduct and love and spirit and faith and purity. Live like a leader. Raise the bar. Raise the bar for others around you that are watching your life. Folks, people are watching your life. People are listening to how you really talk. Live like a leader. Set the example. Set the example. Man, guys, see, I want us to come out so far from the world that we're, even what's coming out of our mouth is not about what the world is so, so caught up in. We could talk about that a long time. There's no need. I think we all get it. Our part, our part in fasting is yieldedness. Our part in fasting is surrendering. Our part in fasting is obedience. 
And then the part of the Holy Spirit is where his ministry kicks in. and He starts doing the supernatural transformational stuff. But our responsibility in fasting is surrendering. It's yielding. When your flesh is crying out, and man, I know. <laughs> I know. When your flesh starts, I told you all in prayer, listen, you better eat all your Cheerios before midnight tonight. Or meet me at Carabas after this service. Glory to God. <laughs> and I'm kidding. I'm not going to Carabas. Y'all, y'all, y'all can go. Our job in fasting is really, our responsibility is yieldedness. It's surrender. And again, this is important. It's a circumcision of the heart. It's a circumcision of the soul, of the spirit. And then... Once what should be cut away, then it's like, it's like Paul says. He's like, if you come out from the world, touch not the unclean thing, then God's going to take you in and receive you as his son and a daughter. And what that really means is you're going to begin to learn the ways of God. A son and a daughter learns the way of their father and their mother. And faithful sons grow up to become faithful fathers. And faithful daughters grow up to become faithful mothers. But what happens is, is when we're separated from the world, then God brings us in and he begins to teach us the ways of the kingdom. He begins to teach us the ways of heaven so that we can truly live with this commission that Jesus said, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus never would have told us to pray that if it were not possible. Amen? Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. Underline that completely. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, God's dreaming a dream for us, and it's us being totally clean, spirit, soul, and body, blameless. Say blameless tonight. Say it again, blameless. It's awesome. So what are we saying to the Lord? Lord, I will be set apart. Lord, I will be consecrated. Lord, I will give myself over to you. Guys, as you fast... I encourage you, have an expectation of the Lord speaking to you freshly. When you fast, have an expectation of the Lord speaking to you about the direction of your life, your family, your family, your children, more of the ministries that he wants you to engage in in the soon future. Not way out there. I'm talking about just walking in step with the Lord. This is that time to draw in and draw close to the Lord. Lord, what do you have for me? I want to walk in your dream for my life. I've already established the foundation. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love each other as you love yourself. Love your neighbors. That's the will of God for our life. But then God has also written books and volumes that we will walk in them. Amen. John 15. John 15, I want to look at a portion of Scripture tonight. I think it's just going to be fabulous. I hear that amen back there. 
John 15. This is where I want to close tonight. How many of you love John 15? I swim in John 15 all the time. I love the book of John. Can I get a rousing amen? I love, I, I love the book of John. I get in it and I deep sea dive it and swim in it all the time. <laughs> now, I, when I study, I per, for the last 27 years, really, I, my pri, primary study Bible is the New King James Version. How many of you love that translation, New King James? You all know that I pr primarily I preach out of the New King James all the time. But I have also enjoyed the, this Passion Translation. And I love the wording of it. I, I love the romance of it. I love the romance between father and his people and children to the father. I, the, the wording is so special. I want to read out of the Passion tonight in these next verses. John 15, are you there? I'm in verse 1, and I am the true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruit, fruitful branch to yield greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. Oh, I love that. You'll hear me say that many, many times. It's because we're to be washed in the Word. When I'm preaching to you, what's happening is far more, far more is actually happening than what I'm saying in the natural. The Holy Spirit is taking the Word and He's washing you and He's cleansing you with it. Isn't that amazing? There's so much going on in here. So that you must remain in my life, in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine, you are the branches. And as you live in union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Whoa. If you are a person separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and they're thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. And when your life bears abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples. Underline that, underscore that, highlight it, whatever you got to do. You prove yourself or demonstrate you are my mature sons and daughters. Those that are eating meat, not just on milk. How many of you, you all know Dutch Sheets? Have you heard of Dutch Sheets? <laughs> Decent. His spiritual dad, Jim, Jim Hodges, I love Jim. He said, if you, if you want a house full of cats, feed them a bunch of milk. But if you want to grow a house of lions, feed them meat. Amen. You're trying to write that down, I know. Mature disciples who glorify my Father. Verse 9, I love each of you with the same love that my Father loves me. You must continue, continually let my love nourish your heart. And if you keep my commandments, you will live. You will live in my love. I love that. You will live in my love just as my Father 
just as I have kept my Father's commands, for I continually live nourished and empowered by His love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that your joy, uh, excuse me, that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. Wow. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you for the greatest love of all is the love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his love for his friends. You show that you are intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I've never called you servants because a master does not confide in his servants and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate, cherished friends. For I reveal to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You didn't choose me. You didn't choose me. Wow. But I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, He will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. Just remember, when the unbelieving world hates you, oh, watch this. When the unbelieving world hates you, they first hated me. And if you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. I've chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. Somebody say amen tonight. We want to be intimately joined with the Lord. And fasting is that method of deeper intimacy. I believe every one of us desire this. Deeper intimacy with the Lord. Fasting is the method to deeper intimacy. To be with the Lord. Quality time with the Lord. Listening for the Lord. Someone grabbed a hold of me. We were coming out of prayer. And this is going to be their first fast. And I was talking to them about spending quality time in the word. Memorizing scripture. Just take the word, walk with it in your room and in your house. Say the word. Say the word. Read the word. Read the word out loud. I got here at just after 10 o'clock this morning. Part of my preparation was just walking to the office, just reading the word before I really went to study on what to release tonight. Just reading the word. Hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing, not just by reading, but hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Somebody said, well, I, I, I can't hear God speaking to me. Well, then read God. If you can't hear God right now, then just read God. And when you start reading the written word, you'll start hearing from the living word. So just read. Spend quality time. This fast is going to be powerful. We're not a radical church. Or maybe we are. <laughs> wink, wink. Or maybe we are. 
No, this is our reasonable act of service. This is reasonable. And the Apostle Paul, he's preaching through me right now as a messenger. But if he were here tonight, he'd say, guys, this is reasonable. And this is what we should be doing. And here's what I want, I want to land before we receive tonight's offering. I want to remind us, revival is not an event. Revival is a lifestyle. Fasting is not an event. It's a lifestyle. I know many of you have taken on from our first fast when we, we began to encourage you, please make, make it a lifestyle to fast one day a week or fast two days a week. And many of you have begun to do that. I love it. I love it. If you haven't, ask the Lord to help you to do it. Amen? Amen? Just ask him. It's been, it's been such a good night. Man, I feel like I want to land right here. All right, let's put our Bibles aside. Lord, we just thank you. We, we thank you for supernatural strength that you're giving us in this fast right now. We say to you tonight, you are the Lord of hosts. <laughs> you are Jehovah Sabaoth. You are the Lord, our breakthrough. You are going out before us. You are breaking through for us. You are making the way. You are breaking us out of every containment and every confinement into new territory. And Lord, I thank you. This fast is set apart, and it's unto you. I pray, Father, that you would help every one of us, every man and woman of God here at Victory, to enter into this fast to pull ourselves away from all the entanglements of all the clutter that's going on right now. And Lord, may this week be sacred. May we continue to be taught the sacred, the holy. Teach us the holy. Teach us the sacred. Teach us righteousness. Teach us truth. Lord, I pray that you would increase our appetite for those things. As we're in this fast, the appetite for truth, the appetite for the fire of your holiness would burn within us. I pray, Lord, at this fast, it would be so supernatural that many will come and say it was so easy. I'm amazed. It was so easy this week. God helped me and just carried me through it. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray that you speak we have ears to hear. I pray, Lord, that you just open our ears. You may just want to touch your ears tonight. Open our spiritual ears tonight, Lord. Open our ears. Open our heart, Lord, to hear you. Open the eyes of our heart to hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Ushers, you want to come tonight? I want to serve the people. If you need an offering envelope tonight, just lift your hand high so we can serve you. Those of you online tonight, you can give right on the Victory FLA app. Or if you're watching by VictoryFLA.com, you can give safely and securely tonight. Just lift your hand if you need an offering envelope so we can serve you. There's no pressure in that. All right? You don't have to give a million tonight, just at least a half a million. That would be great. There's zero pressure, a quarter of a million.
There's zero pressure. <laughs> Come on, everybody, just lighten up. You know, some of you, some of you may, this week, you may say, hey, Brian, I don't, I don't plan on fasting the whole week. I plan on fasting like every other day. Awesome. I plan on fasting three days. Awesome. Okay? We're not being religious about it. Ask the Lord what he would have you to do. But, but here's what I want to say, too. If you're just fasting like, let's say, three days, or you're fasting every other day this week, don't hold back from coming to our nightly gatherings. If, and there's no pressure in this, but if you can make it, I'm telling you, our time with the saints is beautiful. We were packed in one of our buildings on the last fast. I don't remember, how, how many of you remember, remember being in the Oasis room? It was like ridiculous. It was literally ridiculous. We had bodies, we had like bodies everywhere. <laughs> it was crazy. Amen. All right. You ready to give? Not yet. I'll ask you in 30 seconds. All right, you ready to give? I see people licking envelopes. <laughs> Those taste so bad, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, Lord, oh, how we love you. Cody, would you mind just jumping on the keys now, buddy? Lord, how we love you. And we worship you. We worship you in our giving tonight, Lord, in the tithe and the offerings, Lord, in our miracle building funds, everything, Lord, we worship you in it. We thank you for miracles, Lord, over every household. Those of, the, those of you that are watching, miracles to your house, miracles to your family, miracles to your body. Father, we thank you. We can't buy a miracle, but as we attach our faith to these gifts, Lord, we thank you that you release miracles. And I thank you. You're so good. Church, I speak abundance and prosperity over you. Your Father delights in you. Your Father is going to reward you openly. He has heard you in the secret place. He is going to reward you openly. He is going to celebrate you openly. May the Lord prosper you. The Lord delights in the prosperity of his servants. We rebuke debt and lack together. Why don't you just pray that right now? I rebuke debt. I rebuke lack in the name of Jesus. And just declare this. I speak abundance over my life. I speak prosperity over my life. Come on, say it. I speak prosperity over my household. Come on, lift your hands and declare that right now. I speak abundance over my household in the name of Jesus. Miracle provisions. Lord, if there would be anything locked up from your people, we pray tonight. We put in the key of David, and we open it up in Jesus' name. God, you open up doors no man can close.
Hallelujah. And tonight, Lord, according to your word, Isaiah 22, 22, we take the key of David and we unlock our miracle campus and we call you manifest in Jesus' name to the glory of God. Lord, that that campus will be marked as an altar of the fire of the Lord, the glory of the Lord to this region and beyond, far beyond, Lord. And that your dream for victory will be manifested. You are the shepherd of this house. Let your dream manifest, God. We speak revival and awakening to our nation and to our state and to this region in Jesus' name. We declare America shall be saved. In your mercy, O oh God, America shall return. We shall turn from our sins. We will come home. You will heal our land. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ushers, go ahead and serve the people. yesterday in the meeting with Pastor John Kilpatrick in Bradenton I kept looking out in the sanctuary and seeing victory like I was like there's victory there's victory oh my gosh there's victory it was it was so powerful so thankful to have Pastor Kilpatrick in our region amen go ahead and give praise to God for us awesome awesome Pastor Kilpatrick will be returning to the region he'll be with us at victory Mark your calendars, August 12, 13, and 14. August 12, 13, and 14. Pastor Kilpatrick will be here along with our friend Dutch Sheets. Oh, man, we're so excited to have Dutch. We're thrilled that Dutch is coming. And then Brian Gibbs will be preaching too. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I don't know if you've ever heard of Brian. He's a buddy of mine. He's a buddy. He's a good friend. But Dutch and Pastor will be here. A pastor called me today. I was preparing for the word today, and he called me up and was just still lit uh, about yesterday. And we were just talking about the goodness of God, talking about our, our region, and really, um, he was asking, he said, Brian, what are you preaching on tonight? And I started sharing with him really about the altar of the Lord and, and us being a house for the fire and the glory of the Lord and learning how to build this. And uh, he was loving it. He's excited. He is excited about getting back in our region and coming to victory. Guys, I want you to begin to share this with your friends. Begin to share this. Let the word spread. You want to mark it August 12th through the 14th. And uh, pray for us, too. We're trying to land a venue. We were supposed to land a venue by this Friday. We've been a little delayed. And so um, we're not, uh, well, we're not going to have a tent in August. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be sweating like pigs, and you know. So we'll... Believing for ability. You stop that laughing. No, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> I don't want to be lathered up like pigs, you know, all sweating and crazy. And Oh, Victoria, you want to give announcements? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Come on up, sweetheart. Why don't you welcome Victoria? 
just a few announcements. Obviously, you know, the fast starts tomorrow. We're going to be meeting every night at 6.30. So be here. It's going to be on different buildings. So you'll find us. You'll find our signs. And we're loud, so you can find us easily. <laughs> you guys are loud. All right. Also, we have Resurrection Sunday coming up. It's April 17th. We're going to be meeting at Ken Thompson Park at 8 a.m. It's going to be a wonderful time. Bring lawn chairs or blankets for your family. There's not going to be chairs at all that we are providing. So please bring beach chairs, lawn chairs, whatever it may be, or blankets so that you guys can sit down as a family. It's in the grass. It's going to be fun. It's right by the ocean. So it's going to be beautiful. Also, we are doing baptisms that morning for people. So if you have never been baptized or want to be rebaptized and you've uh, gotten saved again, I encourage you guys, come on out. We are... We do have a sign-up table. It's actually on the Victory website. So you can go to the Victory website first, scroll down, and you'll see um, a baptism sign-up. Or if you want to just do it right now after service, go to the info table in the lobby, and you can fill that out right there so that we have your name, your number, and information. Um, it is required if you are going to be baptized on Resurrection Sunday. We are having a class the Saturday before, so uh, that would be the 16th. We're having a class at 4.30. So if you want to be baptized here at the church before Saturday night service, 4.30, we ask that you would come. Dad's going to be teaching on baptism a little bit, so you're not going in ignorantly, um, and it's going to be wonderful, but that is definitely required if you want to be baptized, so everybody who shows up, you will be being baptized on that, and then last but not least, we do have a new feature on the app that I want to talk about quickly. I don't know. No, I just, I'll, we'll talk about it later, um, but if you go to the events on the app or the website, if you click on one, let's say you want to go to the Highfield House Fire or whatever, you can click on it, and there's now a new bubble that says register, okay? So now if you want to RSVP to events, uh, click on that registry and enter your uh, name, your phone number, and that will send it immediately to us, and that is how you will start RSVPing to events. So it's a lot easier, so you don't have to text a bunch of people. Just click register, and it's going to have you fill out a little bit of information. It's going to send it to the host of that so that they will have your name. Sound good? So it's a lot easier. So if you don't have the app, yes, if you don't have the app, please download it, or you can go to our website to RSVP to anything. Amen? Good? Okay, here's that. Amen. That's good. All right, if our prayer team can ready themselves tonight, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. The Lord is not done. Amen? He's not done. If you need prayer for anything tonight, for any reason whatsoever, what you're believing God for, our prayer team wants to minister to you. We want to take quality time. Pray over your life. Speak over your life. Lay hands upon you tonight. Believe for a healing. Believe for a miracle or a breakthrough, whatever it is. We want to pray for you. So we'd like you to stand tonight if you would team if you'll come father we thank you for this night hallelujah i have loved it tonight lord it's so good i love this family lord thank you for your spirit thank you for your goodness lord and i thank you even in the altars tonight god you pour out your spirit again in the name of the lord jesus christ guys have a miracle miracle week and those of you online god bless you good night everybody